Hello everyone, welcome to MediVet Roundtable, hosted by MediVet Biologics, the world leader in veterinary regenerative medicine. Listen in to our monthly installments for the latest on veterinary stem cell research and expert analyses from some of the best vets in the industry. Enjoy! Obviously, just for those uh, that are still joining in, um, I was giving Dr. Snyder a little bit of a, a background. Um, we've got, hopefully, Dr. Rovner from Chicago that's going to be on the call. He's got a, a lot of experience with utilizing stem cell therapy for cruciate injuries, uh, which I know some veterinarians that are on the call, I see a few more people joining in, have also had experience, had a really good conversation with Dr. Loden there in, uh, in Missouri this afternoon with some positive feedback on a full cruise case there. So thanks for joining in, Dr. Loden. And yeah, everyone else, Dr. Bridge out there in California, really appreciate you joining in. As you know, usual for those that are kind of monthly attendees, we keep this very informal and hopefully interactive as we progress through the hour here. And just kind of share case questions and, and any um, applications that you haven't used stem cell for or PRP for that maybe you would like a little bit more input and and kind of some specific protocols. Dr. Snyder, I got your email a moment ago about the um, renal failure case, so I'll definitely share that with the, the clinic there in Wisconsin. But I'll kind of turn it over to Dr. Snyder. Uh, again, jump in and interject as we progress. Dr. Rovner, if you're on the call, uh, jump in whenever you're in a good position to talk, and, and we'd love to get some feedback from uh, from you as we guess. But go ahead, Dr. Snyder, I'll pass the uh, pass the microphone. Baton, we'll pass the baton over. Uh, welcome, there we everybody, go. tonight. Welcome, everybody, tonight. First thing was we're, we're going to be talking about cruciates tonight, or anyway, though it sounds like we're going to have some really good input. And I wanted to recognize Dr. Bridge for probably being one of the first ones to, uh, to use uh, stem cells for a, a torn cruciate. And actually, that dog, from what I remember, Dr. Bridge, if you're on, was, was a Newfoundland. So we're not dealing with a small breed dog, so probably the toughest of uh, all, the, all the cruciate cases is a big guy. Uh, surgery may, you know, the, either the, the TPLO or the CCR or um, uh, the, the imbrication may not work very well on those large guys. And I think you certainly, uh, uh, Dr. Bridge certainly had some, some very good success with that big dog. So I wanted yeah, to we, kind of acknowledge, we, acknowledge your work. Thank you. He was about 180 pounds and he got treated at day zero and 30. And by 60 days, he was pretty much sound. That's phenomenal. That is, uh, that's one of those. It's, uh, you know, how many, how many people have the big dogs that, that you know, go ahead and they they have the TPLO or the TTA and and uh, still can't get them sound. And I, you know, when we first started out, and if Dr. Mike gets on later, we talked about using it and we talked about using stem cells for these. Cruciates, and it's kind of like, well, if we do it, we need to probably imbricate or at least do something to stabilize that joint. Now it's like uh, maybe we don't do that. In fact, a lot of people have been having very good success. So uh, my hat's off to you, Dr. Bridge, for for uh, taking kind of being the the uh, uh, the front man on the front man on this, and certainly uh, do uh, do appreciate all the information that you've given. And that big guy is. Uh, uh, I think he was, didn't you say he was like one of the number one, or, or no, the number one Newfie was the one that you uh, uh, did the fertility work on with cells, I think, if, I, if I'm not incorrect on that. Jim, Jim, are you still on? Oh, operator it, error. Oh. Yeah, it was definitely, <laughs> uh, 
We tried injecting his testicles to get his sperm production up, but that didn't seem to work. But he, yeah, he, at the time he was the number one Newfoundland in the country. Yeah, we've had we've had some success uh, injecting the ret the the reedy testes. The in between the the testicle and the epididymis, there's a little uh -huh. space there. Actually, I think that stands potential. And from what we've seen, I think we can. I think we can say that may be the place where, if you want to try to do some fertility work on these guys, that may be the proper place. That's kind of the the area where all the the little um, epididymal or the little uh, I'm trying to think of what the proper term is the little ducts coming from the from the uh, individual areas of the testicle up into the epididymis kind of dump into that epididymis. So we think that that uh, uh, may be the proper place to to put those. Or anyway, it seemed to have helped the dog that we did it on. So okay, we'll we'll never know. And it's an easy it's an easy landmark to easy landmark to fill to to palpate. So for those of you that that uh, do reproductive reproduction work on these guys, maybe worth at least a, a try on some of these infertility cases. Just something to try. Anyway, do anybody out there have any have any cases they want to talk about before we start rolling into rolling into it? I just wanted to interject. This is uh, Dr. Rovner, so I am online. Very and, good. Uh, Very good to meet you on the phone, sir. Yeah, it's been a while. I, normally, my surgery days are Wednesday, so I'm in surgery from uh, 9 a.m. to about 8 p.m. Uh, Central Thanks time. Thanks for joining us. So yeah. Well, I'm at the the American College of Veterinary Surgeons Seminar in Indianapolis. So I've got some downtime here, waiting for my meetings tomorrow. So I thought hey, I'd Dr. Rovner, uh, Josh here. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, Josh. How are you today? Hey, hey I'm well. Thanks again for, for joining in. I know it's uh, oh, absolutely. You know, after hours and you're on the road, so we really appreciate there. Uh, just for those people that are joined in on their computer, I know some people are just dialed in via the phone. Um, Dr. Rovner was nice enough to type up a, a nice letter, so I've got that kind of detailed here, just really on your experience and number of cases, so most people can read along. But if you'd just like to kind of you know, discuss that, as long as you have that letter in front of you, sure. you kind of use that as, as a crutch there. But, yeah, I mean, that's obviously what we're here to talk about because we had a lot of, you know, response and, and good feedback when we were promoting this today. Yeah. So um, I just finished my 33rd. Uh, fully torn ACL, uh, stem cell only, no uh, tight rope, no lateral imbrication. Um, and out of my 33, uh, I've had one dog who uh, it was a it was a, a smaller dog actually. It was about a 29 pounder uh, cocker spaniel mix who was a huge ball chaser, and the owner. Um, felt that uh, after about six weeks, eight weeks, ten, I think we went out to about 12 weeks, that dog was still a little bit lame following some serious ball chasing. Um, it was in one of my earlier cases, maybe my third or fourth case, and so she was kind of anxious. I wasn't 100% mm, sold on, you know, I felt pretty good about what I was doing. Um, we ended up taking the dog to uh, one of my associates did the tightrope procedure and, you know, found nothing. Uh, drilled some holes in the tibia and the femur and threw a tightrope in. 
Maybe the arthrotomy let the demons out. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> it's it seemed to do okay following that arthrotomy. Uh, we have followed up, and this is about six or seven years ago. So we have followed up once or twice with some platelet-rich plasma uh, treatments, and the dog is 100 um, percent. You did the stem cells with the with the tightrope, I assume, or your associate uh, did. We yeah. So initially it was just stem cell. Um, okay. to avoid uh, arthrotomies. And um, so I had done about, maybe she was my fourth or fifth case. Maybe I had done three cases. And so I said, you know, the, it's the, 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 the last three have done phenomenal, outstanding. Uh, quick recovery, you know, day recovery from surgery. Um, I'm taking my fat from falciform ligaments. I don't do that uh, behind the shoulder anymore. I, I stopped doing yep. that before. Completely agree. But, uh, yeah, no. It, I was getting too many seromas, and uh, yep. some of these cases with arthritis, then they seem to be more painful for my fat uh, collection from that uh, shoulder. Yeah. Uh, on my own, without asking many, but maybe I should have asked them, but... I started doing, I was like, what, what am I doing here? I, I'm just going to grab it from the cells form. It's a 10-minute surgery, cut to close. Um, and I kept I kept actually cell counts when I was when I switched from shoulder to cells form ligament. Because I wanted to make sure I wasn't doing a disservice to my uh, patients. And actually, my cell counts uh, up. actually went up. Um, yeah. So I felt uh, that was the right thing to do. Um, so well, yeah, in the well, first case, while you're on that, while you're on that that subject, how are yeah. you doing your cell? Are you doing a hemocytometer, and then what dilutions are you using? Because that's been an issue with people yeah. that, are, that are doing them in in right. clinic. So I, I, you know, I guess I kind of know approximately. It's, it's kind of a guesstimate. Uh, we generate about six hundred, no, about six to seven hundred million to one billion cells. And so I just kind of do some math. I just I'm I I typically assume we're going to be around 600 million, uh, 700 yeah, 600 million to 700 million, and then I just uh, I shoot in a, I try to get in about 100 million uh, cells into to the affected stifle. Good. So just good calculating the a, math. And that, yeah. That's been an area of interest among among people. Um, as far as actually getting a, a count or waiting, if they bank, they get the count the next day. Uh, certainly, it's uh, that's kind of what we're doing. We're using about a, a when we're treating arthritis or anything, we use about a fourth of the fourth of the harvest we get and bank the rest. But everybody has their everybody has what they uh, what they enjoy doing or what they feel yeah. is right to do. Yeah. So we we suspend the stem cells in two mils of PRP. Um, and then I just do the math, uh, assuming it's going to be around six, 600 million, 700 million. Um, and up to, so it ends up using, usually being about 0 0.1, 0 0.2 mils of the actual stem cell PRP mixture. So uh, what I was saying is, uh, so I take about 0 0.1, 0 0.2 mils of my stem cell slash PRP uh, um, material and, and uh, dilute it with a little bit additional PRP, you get about a 0.5 to 0.8 mil uh, total injection. Um, we then re -free, we freeze any extra PRP that we've made for that patient. 
my standard Good. protocol I kind of made up was, um, and, I, and I tell people, listen, pretend I just did an arthrotomy on your dog, stabilization, you know, or it's six, eight weeks recovery. Your dog's not going to take that long, but let's pretend I did it. Uh, it's going to be feeling great tomorrow uh, from the small incision I made to get the soft form fat. Um, we, I had the patients come back in 14 days for suture removal. At that point, I asked the client on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being this was a miracle, 1 being this didn't do anything. Um, and I would say 90% uh, would score it a 6 to 7 improvement uh, at 2 weeks. And, and again, it's the, I believe it's the PRP doing it. Uh, I don't think stem cells are doing much at that point, but um, I didn't have them come back uh, um, four to six weeks after that suture removal. 30 days. Um, and uh, if the dog is not 80, 90 to 100% improved um, or still has a little pain on hyperextension of the stifle, saw some PRP and pop it in. Um, it's a good protocol. And then, That's a good protocol. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Have them come, yeah. And then have them come back in four weeks. And I'd say that's pretty much it. I've had a couple cases. I just actually saw a dog yesterday who, I mean, on a scale of one to 10, I think after at two weeks, uh, this dog was about an eight. I, it was shocking. I, and I have video. I, I've been taking videos, so I'm happy to post good that on for Facebook. You. Um, just so you could see the before and afters, because it is shocking. So this dog, the dog's named Ginger. It's an Australian, uh, Australian uh, cattle dog owner, absolutely opposed to doing uh, surgery. Again, I'm always saying I want to be neutral here, and I want to say you got two options here. There's, uh, you know, standard surgery or this, what I believe is what I would do if it was my dog. Uh, stem cell therapy, and um, kind of explained to the to the owners um, in a study that was done. I think it was K State that did that study where they had uh, four groups of dogs, uh, all had torn ACLs. Group A, no surgery done. Group B, T TTAs. Group uh, C, TPLOs, and Group D were, uh, I believe, lateral imbrication. And they went back. So many months, year a year later, and every single dog, including the dogs who did not have surgery, all had pretty much the same amount of DJD and, and the stifle. And that got me kind of. That's one thing that got me kind of thinking about this. The other study that was done, uh, I was I heard it from uh, Dr. Hutchinson, uh, where they did that terrible study in goats where they cut their these goats cruciates, threw them out in pasture. Um, took out half their meniscus, tore their AC, cut the ACL uh, through an arthroscope, threw them out in pasture for six months or so, came back in, gave most stem cells, and then that meniscus was fully grown, you know, completely regrown. Uh, the arthritic changes that were just horrid uh, had all dissipated. And to me, it just doesn't make sense that uh, – you know, why spend $5,000, $7,000, which is going cost in Chicago for uh, stabilization, 
only to have your dog blame with arthritis. And now we're talking platelet-rich plasma or stem cell. So that was kind of my theory of, of why I do it, and that's what I tell my clients why I would do it. Um, and it has been quite successful. Um, this I wanted case to congratulate Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I, no, I, I wanted to, to finish up on this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to congratulate you on doing the videos. I've I've harped on that so many times that not only – to me, it's the number one thing that if the owner's a little bit unsure, did it help them or not, I pull out the video, show them the video. Yeah, and absolutely. Most of them will go, yeah, I guess they are doing better. And the second thing yeah. is I really like your the fact that you have a, a protocol to where do the stem cells at the, at the suture removal 14 days – if they're still painful, uh, you can re-inject PRP. 30 days, same thing to where you have an if-then, if-then situation. Wonderful. Right. Uh, yeah. I think we need to we need to really do more. Um, that I would encourage everyone that's not doing videos on their on their animals to 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 try. Anyway, didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, if you want to go back to Ginger. Yeah. So she came back in two weeks. Um, I would say she was seven. The owner thrilled. 70, maybe 80% improved. I mean, barely, uh, our pain score system that we use is 1 to 10. Uh, obviously, I never used a 10. And I'd say her pain score when she came in uh, initially for initial consult was uh, 7 or 8. eight. Uh, at the suture removal, uh, it was about a 2. Um, her gait was Barely, there's a little slight lameness on her. I believe it was her right side or right hind. Um, and then uh, the dog came back four weeks later, and really, I mean, just 100%. She had no pain. She was good to go. The owner called me two weeks later said, ah, she's not doing well. She came back in, and I swear to God, she was so freaking lame. She was as bad as she was the first time. <laughs> And as I palpated her uh, stifle, hyperextending, hyperflexing, I could feel a click on that medial uh, part of the stifle. And I said, you know what? I think you blew her. I think she blew her uh, for her meniscus. And I think that's why you had a setback. Um, we ended up doing just platelet-rich plasma treatments on that. Um, I don't know if anyone's read the study from out of Japan where they took a meniscus and put it in a Petri dish. Uh, full of PRP, and the meniscus uh, started to regrow, um, which was interesting to me because, I, you know, we know that with stem cells that that can happen, but I thought it was interesting that platelet-rich plasma now uh, is another, you know, regenerative product that we can use for meniscal tears. That's very true, and it's uh, it it fits. We're having more and more more and more clients or. Or I'm just practicing part time now, but still have a lot of people that are looking for options to the to uh, the the surgeries on these guys. So, congratulations yeah. on your protocol and on the success. Sure, thank you. Yeah. I think that uh, that's a good that's a a, a really good model for uh, for other people that haven't tried it. I know a lot of people are are contemplating it. Um, We've we've been hearing more and more. Number one about the cruciate tears. Number two about patellar luxations, yeah. and uh, use of stem cells on patellar luxations as well. And I find yeah. that to be just very interesting. And I have done that also. Um, and 
have done then? Stem, stem cell on two. Actually, it was a patellar luxation slash stem cell. Uh, or, excuse me, patellar luxation slash cruciate tear. Full recovery, 100%. And then, of course, the dog um, tore its other ACL and the other leg, had patellar luxation, of course, also. We just called Medivet. America had him send us another vial of stem cells. Boom, done. And uh, I'm telling you this one, the owners are so because they they're they're educated and they they do the research. They talk to people about you know the other pets that have had uh, stabilization of the cycle, uh, whatever technique it might be, um, and, and the agony and the cost and the you know, recovery times, and it's just, people are just delighted. I've had, I probably, so I've done 33, I bet you out of 33, 18 to 20 are new clients who sought me out because of uh, me doing something, quote, unquote, outside the box. They're looking for cutting edge. They're looking for someone who, right. like you said, you're out here. You're looking. You're looking outside the box. I think a lot of people are. Uh, a lot of clients are right there, right there with you. Yeah, I absolutely. Think. Congratulations, congratulations. If there's anybody else out there that hasn't tried it, maybe uh, worth worth looking at. Anyway, I know. I know. I've talked about it before in humans. Um, Dr. Centeno out in in uh, Colorado is doing them in humans with just the stem cells, and that's on humans with up to a centimeter separation of the of the uh, uh, ligament. So mm -hmm. they're in humans, it's uh, it's uh, uh, working as well. So that's a that's a good one to try. But I really congratulate you on on uh, uh, essentially finding a little niche for your for the the surgical technique. Other, it's amazing how fast the word gets out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, and, and honestly, I I've done so many now that. I truthfully would say, if my dog tore its ACL, it's not even a it's not even a second guess what what I'm doing. I'm doing, you know. And then here's the other thing: what's the worst case scenario? Uh, there isn't really no worst case scenario. Worst case scenario you'd is, is the, you'd send them to have a an, a a TPLO or a, a TTA done. Worst case scenario. That's the worst case scenario, and then you got bank stem cells. Yeah, uh, make that for better. the for the arthritis that's coming. Um, and maybe for the DM that's coming or the incontinence that's coming or the allergies that are coming or the um, herniated disc that's coming. Um, um, it, it, to me, it's just, uh, it's just a no-brainer, honestly. Gosh, all the, all the input. This has, been, this has been very good tonight. It's kind of, like I said, if you, if you see cruciate tears, if you see disc, if you see luxating patellas, I mean, the cells, well, it eventually, I think, uh, like Michelle was saying, this is going to be standard of care for disc. I mean, what we're doing right now, how good is, how good is the, is the back surgery? Uh, I don't know. We can, I think we can do better. I think we can do better. I think standard of care for cruciates um, is going to be stem cell. Yeah. Uh, it just makes perfect sense. And here's the thing. All these dogs, the 33 that I have done, and, and um, I'm not sure how – I'm assuming everyone else has done this with cruciates. 
you you bring that dog in uh, two, three, four months later, and there is no more drawer than you would do if I did a tightrope, if I did a lateral invocation. Now these TPLOs uh, sometimes are modified, but I've seen TPLOs where it doesn't correct the drawer, and then you're just waiting for that meniscus to tear. So yeah. I, and, and then you got all the complications of TPLO, 37% failure in this country. Yep. And there's or, or, or the plate gets infected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Infections, that tibial tuberosity fracturing. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. just it's just terrible. And another thing I want to say before, just before we run out of time here, is you know some people wonder, well, yeah, are you doing just little poodles and chihuahuas and dachshunds and yorkies? No, I'm doing, I am doing huge dogs. My practice is mostly large dogs. Um, one of my ACL successes, um, uh, crazy, most one of the most hyper pit bull mixes you can ever imagine. Um, she has the she has the energy, the power of the city of Chicago. The owner had had <laughs> surgery on her brother uh, many many years ago. Horrible, long, terrible recovery, um, and he's like, but what a you know, I'm really worried about, you know, man, she's so crazy. I'm afraid to, to, to do something so easy, you know, just to shoot some cells in there. I said, listen, your dog is so crazy. If you ask me, she is the perfect candidate. You stick some hardware in that stifle. Ain't gonna as crazy well. as she is, it's going to, you know, you bang the knee once. And that recovery that may take 8, 10, 12 weeks, 10 months. Plus, I've seen it. I've seen. It. I've been practicing 23 years now, and I've seen it. If those gut dogs injure themselves in that first few weeks post-op, uh, it's just incredible. It's it's terrible. And that dog, six weeks post-op, 100% running like the wind. Those so are really I think good. A, I think it's a yeah. I think it's a great procedure for the. I think it's a better procedure for the crazy ones uh, because you don't have implants that you got to worry about. Can I ask a quick question on that one, please? Sure. Uh, can I ask a quick question? Uh, did you re-inject her at 30 days, or did you just do one? Did one, one and done. That one did not require a uh, – again, my protocol is do the injection, and then at uh, four to six weeks post stem cell oh, injection, if they're eight, not 80, 90 to 100 percent improved, and my pain score has not dropped down to a zero one, I do a P. I pull out a little bit of that extra PRP that I had left over from the stem cell, and pop that in. I tell them, you know what? Let's use that. Let's save those stem cells with Medivet for a rainy day. Uh, God forbid your dog gets Larpar um, or Glop or incontinence or whatever, uh, DM, you know, let's, let's hold on to those uh, cells. Let's just pop, we've got this PRP, let's pop it in. And that usually, if necessary, takes care of it. But this dog, uh, I did not need to do another treatment at all. It was one and done. That's fantastic. Yeah. Was she overweight or she just hyper? She, uh, she's not overweight. She is... Um, one of the most muscular dogs I've ever met. Um, okay. And again, I, I I cannot even begin to 
when she comes in, she's so excited to see us when she comes in, her tongue is down to her chest. Uh, okay. And she is salivating and jumping all over the place. Even with her torn ACL, I was just like, oh, my God, you're, uh, and, you know, every time she's jumping all over, it's just a cringing. Um, uh, just, yeah. And this guy, you know, he has told a Here, here's the thing. You start doing this, people are going to start talking. And uh, I know I've seen at least, I think I've seen two cases that came from that guy. He's like, oh, no, do not go and do surgery. You go see my veterinarian and have stem cell. Because I've I've seen it both ways. Because he's got a dog who had, uh, I think he had a tightrope. And then he has his other crazy dog have the uh, stem cell injection. Your stock in the public eye has gone up because you're, it has because gone you're no. yep because you're 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 cutting edge you're, you're and people want to be associated with that i think your clients want to be associated with that good for you hey everyone thanks for listening in to medivet roundtable don't forget to hit that subscribe button to keep up to date on all of our latest content follow us on twitter and instagram at medivet biologics and for more testimonials or information visit our facebook page or go to medivetbiologics.com